to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, a weekly discussion about the National Hockey League's Boston Bruins, affiliated minor teams, and prospects of tomorrow's stars. Moore fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson, back in front door, shot, scores! Ray Bork. Score! Ray Bork from the face-off circle to the right of Reggie Lindland. Fired it down and Whitmore blew it. He bounces down to Bergeron. He takes the space, pulling it wide to the right of Tatar. The snapshot over the Rossi gets loose and Bergeron scores. There are three ways you can support the show. We are available on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud.com, and on TheHockeyWriters.com, located in the podcast channel of the website. Now here's your hosts, Mark Allred and Rob Tomlin. Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome back for the 31st episode of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is the Doug Keens edition. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know what you think by commenting and giving us a rating on iTunes. Now let's start the show by welcoming co-host Rob Tomlin to the show. What's up, buddy? I am good. How are you, pal? Good. I mean, I as a Bruins fan, it, I mean, I'm good. I, I mean, let's. I'll talk Bruins later. Um, I had a good weekend. It was a nice, relaxing weekend. Um, went to a friend's birthday party, 40th party. Uh, Mr. Austin Lavallee, happy 40th, and welcome to the club, you silly bastard. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but I was just a hot mess on Sunday, so I was just too tired to do a podcast, and you had work that you had to get catch up on, so we kind of passed. We're sorry about, you know, going out of schedule, but we're here. We're, we're here, here for... at least once a week. Exactly. Yeah. We could do one Saturday and Sunday and then call it a week. <laughs> yeah. But um, after... Now we're gonna talk some hockey. Yeah. Uh, as a Bruins fan, last week was okay. I'm I'm not totally disappointed. I was I was happy with the win uh, in Florida, and I was happy with the win against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, it was a shootout win. I mean, I'm not thrilled about shootouts. We definitely should have gotten those two points, but I mean, we did get the two points. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the hero. Of the Thursday night game was Mr. I don't know where I'm on like some kind of milk carton that's miss been missing for a while is uh Jimmy Hayes. Yeah. And don't go running out you fantasy owners, don't go running out and picking them up, you know, cuz you need a player because a shootout goal does not count as a point. No, you pick up your brother. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's hot. Oh yeah, he's he's playing unreal. Can we not just quickly swap him? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sure security will never know. Yeah, well, if you start scoring, they will do. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you wait a minute, you're doing way too good. You gotta get out of here. Yeah, that's not the right here's brother. Hang on a minute. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, but I mean. That that shootout goal. We got we got to talk about that quickly. Okay. That sh- that shootout goal. Like, where did that come from? Because he's he was zero for four lifetime. And like every time I've seen him go for the shootout, he tries too much, and either loses the puck, or just shoots it at the pads. Like, I, I just I think. He's starting to come along this week. He's doing better. I've got to admit, I, I've you've seen a bit more from him, and you saw his face when he scored that shootout goal. So I won't count Jimmy Hayes out for the season yet. Just like last season, where there were patches where everyone was so angry with him, and then he'd score a few, everyone would forget, and then he's dead again. So I mean, it is Boston. Like, if you don't score a goal in two games, you basically trade bit. So, <laughs> how sorry. True, how true <laughs> is that? 
um, just uh, uh, you know, going on what you said about uh, him and shootouts. I, for a big guy, I don't think he should be doing the you know the the leg move or the shoulder move. No. You know, just go in and rip it. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's you're not Patrick Kane. You're not going to do all these like little tricks that are going to get the goalie to you know uh, basically leave his skates. But you're a big dude. Just well, yeah, just yeah. Put all muscle well, Brick, right into it. Brick said as he was coming down the ice. If you Jimmy Hayes, you want to use your reach to try and get around the goaltender. Mm-hmm. No. Everyone, every goaltender in the league uses the but- butterfly well, covers the bottom of the net. Don't try and go around him. Shoot it. You want to know. Just get him to bite a little and then shoot it. Like, all every time I watch shootouts, I always think, like with Bergeron's attempt on that shootout, too much movement mm-hmm. just do a little like fake to go to the fo- like fake to go to the backhand and then just rip it like don't do like backhand forehand backhand forehand try and go around the goalie and then fail just get it on net at least get a try <laughs> I so do. but I think I'm going to call it now Jimmy Hayes scores 75 goals this year well, <laughs> <laughs> You're just asking no, no. for hate mail. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're threading the needle for that one to come hammering down. No, but I mean, he's not hes not doing as bad as everyone's saying he's doing. Like, if you, if you don't watch the games live and you kind of watch the highlights and then you read through all the groups and everything and everyone's saying that he's not done a, a thing this season, he has done stuff. He does, does do stuff right. But it's just like Bolesky, things aren't going right for him. Like, the amount of shots where it's so close to going in or he has a really good attempt in front and it just gets cleared off the line or something. So, I mean, that third line's just snake-bitten at the moment. It is. It really they're gonna is. Get, they're going to get going. As soon as a couple of points go in for them, they'll start getting going. But right now, they're just, they're just snake-bitten. Yep. They just need need something to go right. And if if I was thinking, if I was on that third line and I was thinking, do I want to shoot or do I want to pass? You haven't got a clue because nothing is going right. They've tried passing, it's not working. They've tried shooting, it's not working. If, if I was one of them, I'd give it to the point men and just stand in front of the net. Put all three guys in front of the net and just rip a slapper and hope they bounces off someone's leg and they get a goal. Right. Because they need something. Yeah, they yeah. need a lucky bounce, no shit. And you've got you got Bolesky and Hayes on there who are two big guys that need to just sit in front of that net. That's all that needs to happen. Well, none of that good stuff that you talked about happened on Saturday night. That's nope. where the end the week. I mean, uh, the, the week prior, we talked about the Bruins didn't have a good beginning of the week and had a good ending this week it's a good beginning and a very sour end um, not impressed again ga- I, I blame it I blame six. it from the crease out that was a complete 20 player loss I was yeah. I was so disappointed in what I saw I saw um, odd man rushes on the on on a you're supposed to be killing a penalty, and you're giving up two or three odd man rushes. That's not right. And they didn't even look like they were communicating with each other. It's like, no, you get it. Oh, no, 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 I'll get it. No, no, you get it. I didn't like that at all. Well, there were two players in that game that really pissed me off. And the first one was Chara going to the corner and then Carlo following him in and leaving Krejci out front to deal with the guy in the slot. Who ended up scoring? Yeah. Uh, that wasn't a good play, but that was a rookie mistake. That was Carlo thinking he needed to go and help Chara when he didn't. He should have just stayed in front, right, and dealt with his man. But then you had uh, the goal where it, I think it was Bushwemitz, whatever his name is. Uh, he scored, and John Michael Lyles basically crouched right in front of Tukaras' face and blocked his entire view of the puck. That wasn't a good goal. That was probably... If I was 
that D-man, I'd just let my goalie see the shot. If it's one-on-one -on -one and it's a shooter against a goaltender, I'd rather he just sees the puck. That's textbook, isn't it, though? Because, it, yeah, but he, he, Lyle's crouched right down in front of it and covered his entire view of the shooter. So, I mean, it's just one of them. I think they're just they're getting nervous in front of net. They don't want to be letting too many goals in. And when they, it seems when they get a lead early on, that's when they start to panic. And that's what we saw in that game, definitely. Yeah. But there were there were good things from that game as well. Like, you can see that Marchand and Bergeron are still alive and kicking and still have that chemistry because Marchand picked him out without even looking from mm -hmm. behind the net. So that was a really good play. And then you get Pasternak getting his seventh goal of the year. Yeah. yeah I think. He's impressive. So, man. I mean, he's on pace for like... like I think they were saying 40 goals so far. Jeez. But, I mean, that it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, he's not, I don't think he's going to hit 40. But <clears throat> he, he's got a good pace for a 30-goal scorer. And it's only his, what, third year in the league, so... Yeah, I mean, what, I mean what, things, whatever it does, it's an improvement from last year. Oh, yeah. But things are looking up, and that's a good thing. But, I mean, these, these type of losses are going to come, and especially against the hottest team in the league as well oh my god like, they are unbelievable they, they scored scored five goals in three straight games yep and like, it's it's gonna be tough yeah um they are the rangers are first in the um metropolitan division and I'm, I'm pretty sure definitely they're first in the eastern conference but i'm looking right now with the goal differential and the Rangers are, are plus 26, which is yep. out, it's outstanding for 13 games. That means it, uh, it, everybody's clicking. You got the Hayes, you got, you, got, you got VC, which I'm very surprised about. I mean, day yeah. one, he was ready for this. Speed and grit yeah. is that team. Yeah. I mean, you got a guy like Grabner on the penalty kill. Just amazing speed from that guy. Uh it just it seems like speed's gonna kill us this year and against teams like Chicago New York guys with really fast skaters we, we're gonna struggle well oh. the one thing I'm con I'm more concerned about right now after the 11 games that the Bruins have played is the team is the second worst goal differential this Bruins team is having a hard time scoring goals no matter what line it is yeah so, and that's a lot different to last year. Yeah, exactly. When when you ended the year, the fifth best scoring team. Yeah. So, either something's got to change, or well, I mean, we've had a lot of injuries as well, so that hasn't helped. Oh, I, the, I know, absolutely. The team's been different every game, so I mean, it, it is going to change in time, and it'll get more solidified, and people will be playing with the same line mates every night. But, I mean, that first line is solid right now, and I wouldn't take David Pasternak off there whatsoever. No. Uh, those three look like they were built to play together. Well, so, as once again, you're the king of segues. Well, yeah. Segway. <laughs> Segway Tomlin. Oh, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to name my first child Segway. Nice. Nice. That's what's going to happen. All right. Well, t tonight the uh, we'll just do the um, the upcoming week. There's four games this week. Uh, tonight they play Buffalo at home, and um, the Bruins are not a good home team. Very disappointing. I feel bad for the fans that spend thousands of dollars in season tickets. They are one three and zero at home, five two one zero on the road. They host Buffalo tonight. And um, from my understanding, I was uh, reading Joe Haggerty's um, column this morning, and he's got the pairings, uh, forward lines of Marchand, Berge, and Pasternak, Spooner, Krejci, and Bacchus on the second line, third line, Bolesky, Nash, and Zarnik, the fourth line, Schaller, Moore, and Achari. 
defensive pairings of Chara and Carlo, Krug and McQuaid, and Lyles and Colin Miller. And this this is really surprising to me. Raskin net. Yeah. This not surprising to me. Hayes scratch for the second straight game. Yeah. But anyway, I'm done with Hayes. Um, this is a uh, this is a game that I would give to McIntyre. Yeah. I would give I I don't know. Uh, are you really gonna feed McIntyre to the freaking Wolves against the Canadians tomorrow night? Or you, or you uh, doubling you up can't. on Rask? That would be dumb too. Yeah, but maybe maybe after the last game again. Montreal, they've decided, like, let let's give it to the kid, see what he's got. Oh. I mean, people people act differently in different situations, and he might be pumped up for a rivalry game. We could see a better type of goaltender out of him. So, I mean, I think I think they probably put Raskin because there's a bit more firepower in the uh, Sabres you got guys like Eichel and Ryan O'Reilly and Eichel felt <clears throat> is he still out I believe so I haven't looked into it but I believe he's he's gonna be out for a little while yeah but I mean you still got a lot of firepower on that team without him oh you sure do and the fast you're listening to the black and gold hockey podcast you can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. I'm the mostly young, so, I mean, it's going to be a difficult game either way, but I think give the rookie Montreal, feed him to the Wolves, see what he does. He's He's got to pick up his game, so why not do it against your biggest rival? One scary thing about the Sabres tonight is they're four one and two on the road. Yep. And they've also like, like most teams doing well on the road, doing bad at home. Yeah. Yeah. So and then Montreal tomorrow night, as we said, and then Thursday night uh, back home against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then, oh, the the ten nil killers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, on Saturday night, they are at Arizona to play the Coyotes. Um, it's an interesting week. It's a, it's a busy week, uh, definitely busy. And hopefully they can get eight points out of these four games. That'll be sweet. Yeah. Right, right now, they're seventh. the Bruins are seventh in the Atlantic Division, and they are 13th in the Eastern Conference. So... You know, and you know that that time of you know American Thanksgiving when everybody kind of figures out where things are gonna be for April. You know, that's this is this is crunch time. You got, these guys got to step it up. And I know yeah. there's injuries. I mean, I I get that, and and you know, hopefully people are coming back and this and that. But you know, I mean, you've only really got you got three guys out right now. You got Kevin Miller. Frank Vitrano and Anton Hudob. So, I mean, Kevin Miller, it don't really affect anything, I don't think. I mean, yeah, he's a shutdown type of guy that he's probably going to play a little better defensively than Colin, but at the same time, you get your offensive upside from Colin Miller. So, I'd rather have that, especially when we're struggling to score. And then you got Frank Vitrano, who is missed and does add scoring and energy to the team. Especially with that third line not doing anything, he'd definitely be a lot better on there. And then you miss in your backup goaltender that you're paying for two years. Yeah. At the worst time. Yeah, we're going to talk about so, that a little later too. Um, yeah. One other stat that I saw from. Um, from jumping Joe Haggerty was Krug, Krejci, and Spooner are a combined minus 19 at TD Garden this year. 
Yep. That doesn't surprise me. You know, I'm not I'm not surprised either, but these these guys, especially Krug and Krejci, I, I those guys really gotta step it up. I'm not pleased with Krug's effort. Um, See I don't I don't the guy got a good deal, you know. is this one of those things that you got what you got what you wanted and now you're just gonna play or is he or is he See, just going along with how the team's playing? See, I don't think it's that. I think Krug's been left hung out to dry quite a lot of times this season. So it doesn't really help his plus minus at all. I mean, he was the only guy back on that that short handed goal the first short handed goal against the Rangers. He was the only guy back. Uh Bergeron busted his balls to try and get back but couldn't. Right. Then he was also out there for the second short-handed goal, and he was the only guy back again. And he did the right thing. He took the centre lane, let Rast take the shot, but the shot went in. So, I mean, you can't blame him for that. He actually did his job and took the centre lane. But, I mean, how many times is Krug going to be the one responsible D-man and actually be back when an attack happens and the other guy's going to be halfway down the ice? I, I, I just... It's just, it's stupid. I mean, when you've got a guy like Krug, who's one of the better offensive defensemen in the league, I'm not saying he's the best, he's definitely not, but he's one of the better, like, in the top half of the offensive defensemen in the league. Uh, and he's the guy who's kind of sat back, having to watch his other D partners back. And when that's Adam McQuaid, and he's meant to be the defensive defenseman of the pair, like... <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. But on that short and the goal as well, the fact that Krejci didn't even skate—I don't think—to get back, that was crazy. Like he, he saw Bergeron busting his balls to get back, and Krejci kind of just pulled up and kind of thought, "Ah, well, I can't do anything about it." So that that kind of pissed me off. But I mean. You, you can understand again why the minus 19 combined and they're all all three of those guys are getting a lot of ice time as well huh. so it's not it's not like they're just out there like bottom pair minutes and bottom six minutes I mean Craig is out there a lot uh, Spooner's getting a lot of time out there mm -hmm. and then Krug's probably what he'll be second in minutes on D pair so He's playing power play, five on five. I mean, but then again, like there's nothing they can do right now, other than make a trade. But I just wouldn't. I'd let it ride out. You're killing the segways, man. Absolutely killing it. <coughs> Trades. All right. So you know, people wanted to talk. You know, they want to hear some trade rumors I'm not a big fan of rumors but this one I actually kind of kind of I'm interested the um, last week the New York Islanders goaltending tandem of uh, Thomas Grice Yaroslav Halak and Jean-Francois Berube um, two of the three goaltenders that were mentioned are, are represented by Alan Walsh that's their agent and he basically came out and said you know the three goalie system doesn't work my guy's not getting enough time enough time in the practice blah 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 what he said I <laughs> since January 1 when Anton Kudobin I'm sure the people that have, have listened to this podcast in the past year have uh, the past couple months I'm not a fan I'm not a fan of him at all so I'm not saying involve him into a trade because he's got no value but is it time for the Bruins to get a goaltender that has NHL experience now it, now people are probably looking it'll never work because the Bruins have three million dollars in cap space and Yaroslav Halak is a 4.5 million dollar goaltender but if the Islanders were interested in moving him, do you think they'd eat half of that salary? Mm. 
It's tough, I don't... but they don't want to get. They don't want to lose Barubi. I'd love to see Barubi as a backup in Boston. He's a young kid. Yeah. He's got an AHL championship with Manchester, the Manchester Monarchs. Yeah. You know, I've seen him. He's, I've scouted him. He's, he's, he's got a lot of great skills, and he can, he can definitely play that role better than Hudobin. But Halak has got those. He's got those games. He's got, you know, he's got years in the league. Yeah. And I like so that. Is, so is Thomas Grice, though. I like Thomas Grice, too. But he's only, what, I think he's a million for yeah. a year? Yep. So. I mean, you could I, you could ask on any any of those three and see yeah. if, if anybody bites. But obviously, you know, the Islanders are going to be in one of those kind of rebuilding modes that they're going to want pieces back to, to build on. Yeah, go after Grice and give him a draft pick. I mean, give him a draft pick and give him a guy. Like, why not cut and run? Yeah. Give them Malcolm Subban. Right. Get Thomas get Thomas Grice back and get a pick while you're at it. He he still holds some value with being this first round pick and the fact that he could be a late bloomer. I mean, just with a with a team like them where they've got a starter, a backup and another backup, he, he's gonna Subban's gonna be in the AHL anyway. So just Ask for a pick, ask for a backup goaltender. You sorted. Yeah, and they don't want it. They don't want to. They don't want to drop Barubi because he'll he will get picked up. Oh yeah, within he'll get a minute. On waivers within a minute. Yeah, just like just like the Islanders did when the Los Angeles Kings let him go, which I yeah. thought was absolutely dumb. Yeah, it was. But <laughs> uh, I I I I don't keep I don't mean to keep harping on it but I just I just don't think that I mean he's Hudobin is just another one of those goaltenders that are coming in that's not gonna you know a product of a good defense core is what Anton Hudobin seems to be right you know and I see I I understand that you know if we if, if the Bruins were you know the defense that they had seven years prior when they were they were in the playoffs for seven straight years. That defense yeah. was tight. It oh, was yeah. it was always ranked in the top ten. You know, so if we had defense like that, I'm sure he'd probably be a better goaltender. But we don't. We are yeah. now transitioning into a younger <clears throat> defense because expiring contracts are coming up. So these kids are going to need to see time. We're going to go through growing pains on that too. But. I don't like the idea of bringing in AHL talent. It's yeah. it's not it hasn't worked. You tried it with Svedberg, it didn't work. You tried it with Johnson and you let him walk. You tried yeah, it and, and then you you gave up a guy to Winnipeg who is now a full-time Hutchinson. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's just I mean, that was that was the one guy that didn't really get any time with Boston. And he's the only one that is actually like a full-time goaltender now. Because did Johnson sign with a team this year? I don't uh, know if Calgary. he did. Oh. So, yeah. I mean, he's playing, but he's playing in Calgary where they've had yeah. really bad goaltending. Yeah, he left He left the Bruins oh. and signed with the Islanders, left the Islanders and signed with yeah. the, the uh, Buffalo Sabres, and then Calgary this year. But, I mean... We, we've got to get to a point where we have a guy come through and that's our backup for like three years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, <clears throat> we we need to stop doing the whole one-year deals. I, I know they did a two-year deal with Hudobin, but that was that was stupid. Yeah. Like, that, that should have been a one-year deal and then Subban become backup next year. Right. If he was ready. That's or what I thought. Or if he wasn't ready, you go out and get a kid. Like, you go out in free agency and find someone or you draft a goaltender I mean there's there's what uh, three or four goaltenders that should be in the top two rounds of next year's draft so right I mean there's pretty good talent there oh sure sure and then you've got a guy like Vladar who's knocking at the door in Providence oh we'll talk to him we'll so, talk about him later yeah he, he, but yeah I, I think goaltending is definitely one of our one of our problems and I, I wouldn't say 
as like with a starter because I think Rask is probably one of the best goalies around that you could have. Agreed. Uh, but with a sucky defense, I mean, he's going to have his problems. Right. So but my thing is, is I don't want to see Tuca sixty-five, seventy games. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't want to see that. I want somebody that's going to be a little more reliable and get twenty-five or thirty. Well, you're cutting years off his, uh, off his, basically lifespan in the NHL by making him play this many games, and he's on a seven-year deal. So, yeah. so like, do, do you want him to be that hurt that he's barely a backup goaltender by the end of his contract? Yeah, and I mean, you're just gonna burn him out. And and yeah. even if you get the team that you want, that you think on paper, Stanley Cup, where here we come. You don't yeah. want a guy to play seventy games and expect him to do a a four round freaking st- you know, standing on his head. Yeah. It just doesn't work. You, you gotta you gotta rest. You gotta take it easy. You, you know you gotta know when to play your backup. Like tonight. And and to all those people that have been saying about Tukarask and the last season not playing because he was in pain or ill, this guy's playing in pain. There is no question or doubt in anyone's mind that this guy is injured right now, and he's still playing. I, I saw like, I, I saw him lumber up a little bit when in the yeah. in the Rangers game, and I'm like, oh shit! Yeah, I was like, looks like Tuka might need some more time off, and then people's people thought yeah, I, he, I was a hater. <laughs> oh no, he uh, uh, he kind of pulled a split leg save, and I I remember that exact. And then all of a sudden he's taking his time getting up kind of putting all of his weight onto his one knee while he was getting up and I, I thought oh he's gonna they're gonna call him off like they're gonna switch goaltender and they didn't but you can tell he's not 100% there is no, no way no I could tell definitely we're both and goaltenders they, so yeah and if they make him play a double game this week like if they play him back to back with Montreal that's just stupid that's asking and, for a disaster it really is. Yeah, and someone should be sacked if that happens, because if he goes down injured now, you might as well start blowing this team up yeah. by the by the trade deadline, because you're gonna need to sell guys on, because we're not making the playoffs if this guy's injured. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast Channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. So. Especially if it's a long-term injury as well. If it's anything more than a couple of weeks, you, you're basically screwed because you have no backup goaltender. You've got an AHL goaltender that will be your starter. So I don't know what they expect. I don't either, my friend. But I think it's time for some prospect talk because I love prospect talk. Yay. <laughs> The only problem is it's not five years down the line and these guys aren't in the NHL yet. It's yeah, my know. only problem with this. I know, I know, but people love it. I'm constantly getting messages about you guys do a great job with the prospects, so keep it up. So. You do a great job with the prospects. Yeah, but you I know leave. you know too. You you yeah. you study these guys, you do your homework. Yeah, but I leave it to you. You you, you say it better. <laughs> Uh, thanks, I appreciate that. Plus, plus you can say all the QMJHL names. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I That's try. Like, no. I practice. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, some uh, the Providence Bruins uh, not doing good at all. They they managed to get out of the basement of the Atlantic Division over the weekend and jump into the sixth place. Um, they have a three five and two record. And they went from the 13th team, which is second to last, to the 11th team with uh, two wins over the weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it was... No, they lost Friday, won Saturday, and lost in a shootout. So they got a point Sunday. Yep. Uh, I... I just going to go through and just name some players that have really stood out so far because there really hasn't been a lot of, of good good things to say about what's going on in Providence. Um, I've been watching every game and I'm, I'm less I'm not really impressed so but um, 
Peter Koharik. Yep. He's unbelievable since he came uh, from the uh, European League to a full-time AHL player uh, in eight games. He's got five goals, four assists, nine points uh, last week. In three games played, he got three goals, two assists, five points. Uh, Danton Heinen, since uh, being demoted to the AHL Providence Bruins, he's played in three games last week. He's got two goals, two assists, four points. And these these players, these next two players, I'm, I'm going to say, these guys are, are, are AHL contracts. They're not two ways. They're most likely never going to be NHL players. But yeah. they deserve mention because these guys are definitely <coughs> playing a lot of the players, you know, that are currently on the team that are Bruins prospects. But uh, Jordan Swartz. He's got 11 in 11 games. He's got four goals, five assists, nine points. Last week in three games, he had two goals, five assists, seven points. And defenseman Alex Grant, guy seems to be a journeyman in the AHL. Uh, he's got 10 games with Providence. He's got two goals, five assists, seven points. Last week in two games, he had a goal, three assists, four points. So. <clears throat> With, with with that being said, it's in, the injuries and the Bruins have obviously opened the revolving door for Providence to come up and down Route 95 to fill spots. So there's a lot of movement going on, yeah. and I this is the same thing that kind of happened last year in the beginning of the season. They didn't do good. They had a better second half. Uh, I just I kind of see that happening again. I think when both teams get healthy, they're both going to be a little better. But one is more important to be better now and not at the second half because the second the beginning of the second half of the season for the NHL Bruins might be too late. Yeah. So will definitely be too late. Yeah. But I mean, I've said this before: the the American Hockey League is not built. Or structured to win a Calder Cup every time, every year. They yeah. are built to win, help the apparent club, the NHL club, win a Stanley Cup. So it's it's all about development. It's all about playing, playing time, and so on. But I just hope that things turn around because I watch every game, and it's like, I, I you know I hate saying it, but it's like wow, that's two and a half hours. I'm never gonna get back. But I continue to watch because there are players that, like Danton Heinen, you know, that kid That kid went down there, he was positive, and he's putting up numbers. And I think that's great. And I also think he should stay down there unless needed. Yeah. Because if, if he keeps the point production going on, that's, that's just going to build confidence. And then he'll yeah. have a, a good development camp. And then he'll have a good rookie camp, and then he'll have a good training camp, and then let's try it again and see where yeah. we go from there. Because players are coming up and down all the time, and they're never getting consistency with either club. So just leave him in the AHL, let him progress. That's definitely what he needs to. Bob. But I've uh, can I just quickly you could do whatever break you want, a couple. Pal. I w- I want to break a couple of. Uh, Bruins fans hearts right now Uh, uh, just on my phone in the last 10 seconds Winnipeg Jets agree to a two year six million dollar contract with restricted free agent Jacob Truba oh my god are you serious how come I didn't get that trade rumors gone there you go that's wow so that's the bridge deal gone that's Two years, yep. six million for a bottom pairing defenseman. Jeez. <laughs> well done, Winnipeg. Well Kevin Day off, you bit. You, you should have. You should have traded that guy so quickly. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Not to Boston either. Not to Boston. Like that guy should have been gone. Right. I'm sorry. Right. But. Yeah. Okay. That was, uh, All right. So does now the door open for a player like Cam Fowler? Do we start getting back on? Mm, no. Well, well, 
Vatanen, uh, not Vatanen, uh, Lindholm signed his deal, didn't he? Yes. So technically, they don't have to trade anyone right now. And if they did trade someone, it didn't doesn't necessarily have to be a defenseman. Right. Like they they could trade a forward, or I mean, it could happen. It could not happen. I don't know. I think they're waiting to see where they're ranked a bit later on in the season. Like I do, I don't think they're really worried right now about salary cap, even though they're over it. I mean, I just don't think the they know what they want to do yet. But I mean. No one knows where anyone's going to be placed at the deadline. So there's... I mean, if we're out of the playoffs, I wouldn't even tr- bother trading and trying to get a defenseman. I mean, there's no point. Just wait for free agency. Yeah, yeah, I don't... And, and then and it's supposed to be a better class this year than it was last year. Yeah. And and you never know what you're going to get in the draft. We didn't know we were going to get a guy like David Pasternak, 25th overall, who was going to play straight away in the NHL. So... Who, who knows what you're going to get in the draft? Hey, can, and, I, can I ask you something? Yeah. Was that the first Black and Gold Hockey podcast breaking news? Yeah, it was. Holy shit. I mean, holy crap. And it wasn't about the Bruins, but... I know. It doesn't matter. Still felt good, didn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I just... I saw it come up on my phone while you were talking. <laughs> this is perfect I, timing. <laughs> I, I was trying to pay attention to what you were saying, but in my head I was just like... <laughs> I've got to talk about this. Like, <laughs> this does not happen every day. But uh, hopefully more of that will happen during the season while I'm sat here at home. <laughs> Let's hope so. We'll get more I listeners. We're breaking news. Yeah. Oh, my God. But Well, it's not actually breaking because the show won't go up for two hours, and by then everyone already knows. That's true. So but they, we, we're gonna they won't to hear start. from us. That's, what, that's the thing. We got We're gonna that. have to start broadcasting live. Oh boy! And, oh, I've already got but, people talking about that. I'm like, oh, you don't even know how much money is involved in that. And, oh yeah. We need some major sponsors to do stuff like that. Let Let's pirate radio it. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I'll, but, I'll bring. I'll get a boat, like I said, and I'll push it into <laughs> Boston Harbor, and we'll just it. have some speakers on it. <laughs> But getting back to the prospects talk, uh, yeah. the players in the Canadian Juniors, uh, right wing Zach Senishin, uh, OHL Sioux St. Marie Greyhounds, uh, he's played in 12 games so far, he's got 5 goals, 2 assists, 7 points, last week a goal and an assist in 3 games played. Uh, Jacobs Borrell from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League St. John Sea Dogs, he's got 12 games this year got three goals, seven assists, ten points. Last week he had a goal, two assists, three points in three games. Jeremy Lawson from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League Ruin Miranda Huskies recently came back from um, concussion symptoms and he's only played in four games this year. And uh, two of them were last week in, in his return. He's got a goal, five assists, six points. Last week, in his return from his injury, he had three assists. So that's good. That's good to have him back. Good that he's healthy. I'm happy. I like the kid. I think he's going to be a really good AHL player next year and then even transition into the NHL maybe the year after. I, I called him as being one of the future stars of the Bruins blue line so I can agree with that just by, just by of, what I see yeah. from the kid so his work ethic is just unreal yeah so. oh I agree yeah and last but not least in the Canadian juniors Jesse Gabriel from the Western Hockey League Prince George Cougars he's got 13 games played eight goals eight assists 16 points last week he had two goals in two games and this time I'm doing a little NCAA uh, because Rob helped me out on the Elite Prospects last week. Nice job, bud. No worries. But um, 2016 draft pick Charlie McAvoy, Boston University. Seven games played. He's got six assists, six points. 2016 center Trent Frederick. He's having a very good year. Uh, first in his freshman year with the University of Wisconsin. In eight games, he has four goals, six assists, ten points. 
2015 draft pick. This one I, I, I'm going to hack. <laughs> Jakob Forsbacher Carlson. How did I do? Forsbacher Carlson. That's what I said. I thought that's what I said. Exactly. All right, Boston yeah. University. All right. <laughs> High five for me. And seven games played, he's got two goals, six assists, eight points. This one I've been paying a very, very, very close attention to, and I'm very happy to hear this. Do you know who which player it is? I have no clue, but it might be Ryan Lindgren. No. No? Ryan Lindgren is not doing very good in his first year. But well, and he go. didn't make my <laughs> list, so... Uh, no. It's actually 2014 draft pick and Anders Bjork from the ah. University of Notre Dame. Listen to this, my friend Rob. Eight games played, seven goals, nine assists, 16 points. Ooh, that's that impressive. Just, that he's leading screams. the he's leading the NCAA in scoring. Yeah, I love uh, hearing you, that. You posted a link uh, the other day. To me, didn't you? About right. um, one of the games he was playing, and I think he had a hat trick. I believe so. I'm not sure. It's been a few days since I watched it, but it was a. Uh, I know his breakaway move was nasty, and he kind of just trucked through one guy with the puck, and then just went round the next D man and just put it on. That was a nice goal. But he's he's looking a lot better than he used to. Yep. He's put on. Put on a lot of size. Yep, and so. he was—he looked really good in um, uh, off-season workouts that I attended, whether it be development camp or training camp. Oh, I'm sorry, it was yeah. development camp. He couldn't go to yeah. training camp because he's—he's he's in the NCAA. They cannot participate. But in development camp, he did look very good. Yeah. Uh, 2014 pick Ryan Donato. From Harvard University has played in four games. He's got three goals, three assists, six points. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. And the last one, 2013 draft pick, Ryan Fitzgerald from Boston College. He's in 11 games, he's got four goals, five assists, and nine points. And that wraps up. Prospect preview. I love that. So they they're all they're all doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, what I, what I'm gonna do from now on is I'm, I, it, there's so many prospects in so many different leagues. Oh yeah. I'm just gonna take a certain amount of of I'm just gonna go through them all, take my time, but I'm gonna pick out the ones that are actually making noise, and yeah, and we're gonna report on those. I'm not gonna report on a player like Ryan Lingren who has no points in seven games. It's just you know I don't I don't have time to watch but all those games. So at the same time, Ryan Lindgren is not a flashy point scoring type of guy. No, he's a work so, in progress. Yeah, but I mean, I, I enjoy hearing about the prospects. Uh, I enjoy looking into the prospects because you get lost for about three hours, and you end up looking at other teams' prospects and thinking of ways to go and get them. But, uh, yeah, it's it's good to hear it because I know a lot of places, uh, a, a lot of podcasts and a lot of reporters don't even talk about guys in the NCAA or some of the guys even in the, in the queue or the O. So, I mean, I, I thank you very much for all the time you spend on doing that. Oh, so that's awesome. Man. I appreciate it. I love doing it. It's a hobby for me. Yeah. So, but and this is a hobby for us, and and yeah. we we enjoy bringing everything that we can possibly do. We might not be any big name outlet, but we're generating some noise. And I gotta tell you, we had over five hundred listens last week doing a lot better we're absolutely doing a lot better crazy uh, that is crazy we are now at 5500 wow for 30 episodes impressive impressive my friend thank you for your time and your effort couldn't do it without you no worries and my accent 
Oh. The Brit and Grit. The Brit and Grit. I'm bringing it. Well, with that being said, we, we, we are now going to dedicate a couple of minutes for feedback. And my, we've, got, we've gotten my more favorite. feedback. Um, this is <laughs> this is from uh, Andy A forty one. It says simply the best. If you want, if you want to find the inside scoop on what's going on with the Boston Bruins, this podcast should be the top of your list. Information is present presented in a balanced way that anyone can appreciate. Plenty of opinions, but it is presented in a way that makes sense. I highly recommend these guys as a source for all things black and gold. Thank you, Andy A41. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> top, of, top of the list as well. Right? Yeah, uh, forget forget Joe Agate's podcast. Forget <laughs> that guy. No one cares. So was... This one... There's uh, great knowledge in a five-star rating. Andy A. also did a five-star rating, too. So, uh, Mark and Rob run the best Bruins podcast available. Not only do they have in-depth knowledge of the Bruins, but they have deeply interested interest in prospects from the CHL, NCAA, and AHL. Great podcast, guys. Keep it up. Thank you. Do. Thank you, Bruins Cup run. And Might not see one of them for a few years, but yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from Easter Island 12. Uh, live in Chicago, Burbs. Like the team for several years. Hosts are great. Uh, wish in was an... Uh, oh. Wow, I, I screwed that one up. <laughs> Host That's the, uh... Yeah, that was just worded wrong. But thank you, Easter Island Twelve. He says, uh, uh for a quick. Oh, he want. Oh, he wants to know if we could do quick game recaps. Yeah. I mean, we we can start doing that. We do we do it kind of a little bit, but we always go off tangent and start talking about random stuff. Yeah. So well, more or less, I think it's. I think that he's asking. Like after a game. Oh, like after a game. Yeah, I mean yeah. The, the, the 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 big difference was this is we we work a tight schedule. Rob's five yeah. hours ahead of me. I mean, yeah, it'd be like yeah, what four o'clock in the morning when a game finishes. Yeah, we would have to like put a GoFundMe out there and start you know <laughs> having to me. pay us. We can Rob can like leave his job and 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 do the podcast life so. Or, or if someone wants to uh, offer me a job in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> no. Definitely not a tea servant. No, oh, don't. No, God. <laughs> not, not with an English accent. I'll get lynched. <laughs> so. And one more. We got one more. It was a five-star rating. The bee in the wheel keeps on turning. This is from Aaron Three Season. Uh, you guys are great. Keep it up. Good tough talk. I like the new world versus the old world accents. <laughs> Create, <laughs> creates beautiful symmetry. This is definitely going to become an essential part of my podcasting. So that's it for that. We've gotten lots, lots of good reviews. You guys are the best. We 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 do it for you. We do it for us. But I mean, that's just well, motiv- that's motivation right there. We don't really do it for us. I mean, we gain nothing out of it. I mean, but you're right. At the same time, I like it. it. We, yeah, I, this is—it's a hobby. Yeah. So we're not getting paid for this, and our time's not getting paid for where we're going into things. We're not—we're not advertising any products on our space. So I mean, I'm not it, saying we can't. Well, yeah. You know, if but, anybody's listening that has a business that would like to, uh-huh. you know. I'll even write a jingle for you. Nice. If you've got a business that wants promoted, <laughs> I'll do like I'll I'll get a little keyboard that I'll carry around with me and do a jingle for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's good. Like we just get together once a week, two friends chat yeah. about the Bruins, about what's going on. I mean, like we always say, it feels like ten minutes instead of an hour. So right, it's always just fun to do. 
No, it's very fun. And I'm, I'm just happy that people appreciate it and they, they like it. And, you know, that they, they, I mean, 5,500 listens in 30 episodes is, I'm crazy. I'm, yeah. I didn't think it would go this bit, you know, but. But the thing is, like, imagine how many the next 30 is going to get. Right. If it's climbing like that. Right. So, because we've gone from having, like, what? up to 10 listens a week and we were amazed by that mm -hmm. and now and now we're at 500 and i'm overwhelmed yeah. with 500 in a week oh yeah so i mean if it keeps going up that's amazing if it doesn't if it only if only one person listens to this a week and they enjoy it for 10 seconds it's worth doing so i mean i am very happy to do this every week yep me too. Keep the feedback coming. Keep the ratings coming. Like I said last week, you, the more feedback and the more ratings we get, it does something in Apple iTunes that gives us, you know, it, it moves us up a list. So, you know, who knows? It could be in the in the what's hot and newsworthy or those are good sections Sports in the end. section. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. And if anybody wants to advertise, please reach out. Um, you can contact me at blackandgold277. You can get Rob at rob40bruins and send an email, uh, either advertising questions or general questions hockey-related that you want to ask. You can send us an email, which is always listed at the bottom of our uh, spiel. And what, what we should do is, you know, the guy was saying about doing kind of after-game topic about the the live games. I mean, you can always go on Twitter, and I know Mark watches every game live. I know I try and catch as many games as I can live. Yeah. And if I don't, I'll be talking about them on Twitter the day afterwards. Yeah. So you can always find out our honest opinion at the moment that it happens by following us on Twitter. Yeah, so. any any prospects that you want to know about, reach out. I'm I'm I gladly answer anything. I I watch games. I don't I'm not a guy that looks at the stats and says, "Oh, Zachary Senishin, he's got this many goals in this many games. He's awesome." My yeah. opinion my opinion definitely comes from me taking the time and watching uh, like a team like the Sioux St. Marie Greyhounds and you know, I base my opinion on what I see, not from yeah. what I see on web pages and 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 places like uh, um, EliteProspects.com or anything like that. I, I I use that, you know, as as a, as a tool, as a tool, but not as uh, to base any opinions on. Yeah. And uh, somebody else reached out last week and and asked us if we could do uh, more guests. Um, and I just want to, I just want to, just kind of clarify a little bit. I'm working on that. Um, a lot of the people that I talk to, I'm not going to mention names because it's not official. But a lot of the people I talk to that are very close to the team and the media would rather talk through phone than sit down and use Skype. There's yeah. interest. They want to talk. They want to be on. They want to promote themselves as much as we want to promote us. Yeah. But that is something that I cannot, we cannot afford right now. Skype, yeah. Skype is the only way we can work for right now. It's going to be, you know, it's coming. We're going to get there. But um, for right now, uh, we're going to get uh, people like uh, Brandon Cher Cohen back on the show. We're gonna get Andrew Thompson back on the show, and I'd love to get um, my friend Rhonda McClure from ThePinkPuck.com. She's very close to the team. I'd like to get her involved. So we are gonna have guests. So just to clarify on that. Yeah. So that's an hour, bud. Yeah, I guess that's that's it for another week. Somehow <laughs> going so fast still. Yeah. So. It is. Yeah. Crazy. Bees tonight, Montreal tomorrow, yeah. Thursday, oh. and Saturday. So it's going to be a busy week. So next Sunday, we're going to have a lot to talk about, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Thank you again for everything. Keep the feedback coming. Rob, thanks again for, you know. Oh, by the way, just for those people that that 
did not like that I dedicated the 30th episode to a certain somebody. <laughs> Screw off. <laughs> <laughs> I got hate mail for that. Oh dear. Yeah. That that's never good. I I but... I, I think Jerry Chief is is the best 30 ever. Ever. Even though I didn't ever. really watch him because I was too young, but yeah, well, I wasn't even born. So. And I, and, Doug, and the Doug Keens one, I, w I was actually going to name this one the Blaine Locker. Oh. Do you remember him? No. Oh, he was terrible. Oh, God. Oh, do your homework on this one. <laughs> is, is it, could it be worse than Jordan Caron? Oh, no, Jordan Caron actually stayed a lot longer than, than Blaine oh. Locker. <laughs> well, geez, all right. I am going and doing some research right now. <laughs> All right, bud. All right. All right, thanks again. Um, we will talk to you guys soon. And uh, go Bruins all week. Big points. Eight points. I'm calling it eight for eight. Uh, I, I'm going six for eight. All right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bad. Yeah. All right, big guy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you next week, buddy. Take care. for tuning in to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please join us next week for another discussion of Bruins hockey-related material.